Hello, who's there? Who have joined the call? This is Moli, your reader this morning. Who already have joined us? Good morning. This is Brother Michael. Hello, Brother Michael. How are you? I'm doing good. Happy Wednesday to you, sir. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, guys. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you as well. God bless you. Bless you, too. Good morning, Mona. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. And you? I'm good, you guys. So happy to hear you guys' voice. And Thank you. So good to be on the wake up list, you know? Girl, I'm with you on that. Amen. Yes. Good morning. This is Sister Shantae. Hey, y'all. What's up? Hey, Sister Shantae. Good to hear your voice. How are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm up and at it. <laughs> I can't complain. God woke me up on the wake up list too. Thank God. Well, y'all, we gotta be happy and glad in it, you know. Yes. Well, so we got to our shield. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. I am Mona. I'm your reader this morning. We would love to, if there's anybody out there that would like to say good morning, we would love to hear your sound. We would just love to hear your voice. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody joined the call that would like to like to say good morning? Now is the time to say good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Hey, Prosperous. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you doing, Mona? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good this morning. I'm happy. Wonderful. Let's... Praise God. Yeah, first time we say this. Good. You have a blessed day. You too. How you feeling this morning? A little bit better. I got body. He ain't came down yet. No. Give you that a minute, okay? Hello, you, welcome to the Go ahead, sister. Could you pray for me? I got you. We're going to pray for you in your stomach, okay? Yeah. Okay. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody joined the call that would like to say good morning? Now it's time to say good morning. We would love 
hear your sound this morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. This is Sonia. Hey, Sonia. How are you? I'm wonderful, love. How are you? I want this. I'm good. Welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody joined the call that would like to say good morning? This is the time that we just love on each other and say good morning. Hello out there. Good morning. Come on, say some good morning. I'm going to give y'all lovely voices. Hello, good morning out there. Anybody out there that would like to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. Now is the time to say good morning. Good morning. We would love to hear your sound. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Mona. It's Tracy. (laughs) Good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm good. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. This is the time that we say good morning. If you just want to call, if you'd like to say good morning, please say good morning. We'd love to hear your beautiful voice. Good morning. It's Krishana. What is this? How are you doing, Kashanda? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing this. I'm doing real good. Still pounding on that lesson last night. Ooh, that was good. That was yeah, good. Really, really good. I'm I'm a little bit sleepy this morning, so I'm hoping I can stay awake. But um, I have a prayer request for um, I'm to ask if we pray for the nation, pray for our president. Okay, got you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I think hello. Welcome to the Fair Victory. If anybody out there that would like to say good morning, now is the time that we say good morning and just love on each other. Good morning. Say good morning. We would love to hear your voice. Okay, well, it looks like it's the time for me to pass the call to Valuable. Valuable, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much, Mona. You're welcome. Um, did you hear Akashanda's prayer request? 
a prayer for the nation. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Got and, it. Um, I would like for us just to pray for her stomach. She has a little upset stomach. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us daily in July for the monthly theme entitled Wisdom. Our wonderful and gifted declares will definitely bless you. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory fasts for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through the cash app, which would be dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are two prayer requests submitted via the app from Rochelle Duncan Tillis. She submitted prayer requests for Mary Campbell. She is having heart surgery today. Again, that's Mary Campbell having heart surgery today. And also for Tara uh, for a possible multiple sclerosis diagnosis. So we're just going to come against that diagnosis in the name of Jesus. And that's for Tara. And then we also have two spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Sister Yvonne, and she's asking for prayer for her stomach. She has has an upset stomach. And then the second spoken request is from Sister Krishanda, and she's asking for prayer for our nation. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. The declaration will be brought by Dion. And then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise by Sonia. Declaration by Dion and closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture today is from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Father God, you who are mighty and, and wisdom and in great and full of grace, who we, who has given us grace this morning and opened up our eyes and opened up our ears. Father, we humbly approach thy throne of grace this morning, God. We thank you, O God, that the breath of life that is in our body this morning, Lord God, that you have given it to us again this day, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for the protective covering, Lord God, and we thank you for the blood of the Lamb, Lord God, that covered our homes, Lord God, as we woke up this morning, Lord God. And as we come before thy throne of grace this morning, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you that you have loved on us this morning, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you who have kept us, Lord God, and you look upon those who have kept your commands, my Heavenly Father, 
Look upon those that have keep you and love upon those that have love with you, Lord God, and love you with a pure heart, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, as we come before you, we acknowledge you, Lord God. We acknowledge our sins, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, for the forgiveness that you have given us, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, as we come before you, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, we declare right now, Lord God, that our thoughts are not your thoughts, and our ways are not your ways, but your thoughts are far above ours, and our, your ways are far above ours, my Heavenly Father. And as we come, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come with our head bowed to the earth, but our heart lifted up to thee, my Heavenly Father. And as we come, we raise our hands, Lord God, in worship, and thank you for another day, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We thank you for the footprint that we are about to embark on on this day, Lord God. We thank you for our hands that are going to be the workmanship of you, my Heavenly Father. We thank you for the imprint that it's going to create, Lord God. And we thank you for the ripple effect, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. Now, as we come ever increasing to your humble throne, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for the plan and purposes that you have inscripted upon our hearts, my Heavenly Father. We thank you for the plans that are in our eyes, that are in our ears, and are in our hearing, my Heavenly Father. And as you shake the foundations, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for walking with us this day, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. Lord God, we ask, Lord God, for the prayer of the righteous availeth much, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. Lord God, as I come before thy throne of grace, Lord God, Lord God, I thank you, and I, I thank you for answering the prayers that are before your throne of grace, Lord God. We ask for the prayer that Rochelle has brought before us, Lord God, for Mary Campbell, my Heavenly Father, for the heart, Lord God, the transplant, Lord God, for the things that are going to take place, for the healing, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. Lord God, we ask for the prayer for Tara, Lord God, for diagnosis, Lord God, for MS that is not going to come to pass, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We ask that you look on Yvonne for her stomach, my Heavenly Father, for the healing that is going to take place, Lord God, for the power to increase in healing, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. For by Jesus' stripes, she is already healed and is done, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. Lord God, I ask that you look upon the prayer for the nation that has been brought by Koshanda, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. For we know that it starts at the head, my Heavenly Father. So we go right into the White House, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We ask that your mind be in the president, Lord God, as it was also in Christ Jesus, Lord God. We ask, let the words of your mouth ever increase in his mouth, my Heavenly Father. We ask that your words be on his tongue, Lord God. We ask that your words be in his mind that it be into his whole total body, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. And from his head, that it goes on down, my Heavenly Father, that it ever increases, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We ask that what has been done, Lord God, that is not of you, be moved out of the way, Lord God. We ask that you ever increase, Lord God, and that he decreases, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. And as it goes down from the White House, Lord God, that it goes down to the Senate, my Heavenly Father, that it goes down to the House of Representatives, Lord God, and it goes from there from city to city, from state to state, Lord God, and it goes out into the communities, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We ask that the power of your joy, Lord God, increase, Lord God. We ask that the power of your love increase, Lord God. We ask the power of your forgiveness increase, my Heavenly Father. We ask the power of your peace increase, my Heavenly Father. We ask for the power of your healing to increase, my Heavenly Father. We ask for the power of the newness, renewness of your mind to increase in each and every person, Lord God, from community to community, my Heavenly Father, from subdivision, Lord God, to the schools, my Heavenly Father, from jobs, Lord God, from corporation, Lord God, wherever it may be, Lord God, let the renewness of mind to increase, Lord God, and let it get it today, Lord, my Heavenly Father, as we push back from our tables, my Heavenly Father, and fast, Lord God, we not only fast for our families, my Heavenly Father, we not only fast for our communities, my Heavenly Father, but we come together and fast for our nations, Lord God, we fast, Lord God, 
for each community, my Heavenly Father. We fast for countries, my Heavenly Father. We fast for the healing, supernatural healing to take place, my Heavenly Father. We, we fast for supernatural peace to increase, my Heavenly Father. We fast for forgiveness within ourselves. We forgive ourselves, my Heavenly Father. We fast, Lord God, that forgiveness takes place not only in families, Lord God, but in countries, my Heavenly Father, that we forgive one another, my Heavenly Father. We fast, Lord God, for love to increase, that it abide and abound, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that your joy increase not only within ourselves, but in each and every country, my Heavenly Father, that which has taken place, Lord God. Not let it just stay here, Lord God, that it go from generation to generation, Lord God, that let it proliferate, my Heavenly Father. We ask that your worship just abide and abound, Lord God, that it increase, Lord God, that it reside, resound so loud, Lord God, that heaven would truly shake, Lord God, that it will go from dimension to dimension, my Heavenly Father. We ask that Everything that has taken place, Lord God, that it continue, my Heavenly Father, that it will increase, Lord God, that it will make everything resound like a tidal wave, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. So as we begin to take our, our phones off of mute, Lord God, let the sound within our bodies, Lord God, the sound within our mouths, Lord God, that we be, begin to worship, Lord God, because you are the center of us, my Heavenly Father, that within us, Lord God, that it begin to just shake the earth, my Heavenly Father, that when you hear Thank it, Lord you, God, Heavenly that Father, the sound God. within us, Lord God, that it will be you, a Lord sense Jesus. so pleasing within us, Lord God, that it will shake everything, Lord God, just like you are in my Heavenly Father, Lord God, that your frame will be in the Lord God, and you will let your frame down, Lord God, that the heavens, Lord God, will shake the earth, Lord God, that it will be like an earth, Lord God, Thank you, Lord God. 
this, oh God, in their hearts and their minds, oh God. Lord, as we continue to do this, oh God, I ask you to put your phones on you, God, and don't stop, oh God. Teach them, oh God, we put our phones on you, God. We thank you, oh God. We thank you for hearing this, oh God. We thank you for the worship, oh God. We thank you for hearing, oh God. I thank you in the name of Jesus and cover it in the blood of the Lamb and seal it, oh God. And write it on their pages, oh God, in their book. It is written and it is so. In your name, oh God, I thank you. And amen. Dion, it's in your hands. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, great morning and happy uh, Wednesday. Wait while you wait Wednesday. Today, just a really quick reminder, is our day of fasting and prayer as a corporate body. Um, fasting and believing God for uh, next level measures and trusting him through the process to uh, bring to the forefront perhaps some things we need to work on, uh, some things that need to be challenged in our own personal lives. So I invite you uh, on today to join us in prayer and fasting throughout the course of the day. We meet right back here at nine, I mean at, at nine, I'm looking at the number, at 5 p.m. Um, just for a quick moment of corporate prayer. Thank you, Sonia. You did an amazing job. Thank you, family, for ushering us into the presence of God. I pray your great strength for today. Amen. Um, I am grateful for another chance to share uh, via the truth of God's word and excited about what the end result will be. Um, I had me a good old time at two, three, <laughs> four, and five. And so today we're going to do what my friend Patrick says. Pat always says, we're going to tiptoe through the text. Uh, today I'm going to take you to a couple of different places to give you uh, very relevant examples of the power of how wisdom keeps us, um, the power of how wisdom, uh, when employed properly, can preserve us, and the power that wisdom has to usher us into uh, some of the greatest seasons of our lives, even in trying times. And I am going to begin the text, uh, begin sharing from Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter, uh, round about the 12th verse, but I think I'm going to go up a little bit uh, before I get to that. I think I'm going to start at about eight. So if you have your Bible, uh, it would probably be great if you grab a notebook a pen and a paper. Just a really quick reminder, if you can, just to protect the integrity of the call as all of our calls are recorded um, and then later uploaded to the app so that the next person um, that has the opportunity to listen can listen distraction free. So if you would for me, check, double check, quadruple check, triple check, uh, and check yet again to ensure that your phones are muted for us, okay? 
And again, um, we're going to kind of travel the word today. I'm not going to stay in one place, but I'm going to give you some context for the content. Okay. And I still hear somebody off mute. Um, I can absolutely mute you on my side, but I prefer not to do that. I prefer to give you um, discretion in doing it on your own. Okay. Amen. Amen. So again, we're in Ecclesiastes, the uh, seventh chapter. I'm going to start at the eighth verse. The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Don't be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of a fool. Wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun. Now, this this one right here kind of did it for me. Number 12 says, wisdom uh, for the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money and the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of he who has it. I'm going to read that one more time. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of bread. The protection of wisdom is like the protection of dough. The protection of wisdom is like the protection of bands. The protection of wisdom is like the protection of cheese. Listen. That, I don't care how you slice it, how you say it, is game, right? <laughs> you guys know me. I'm going to put my little hood twist on it because I want to help us employ the tool of wisdom in such a way that it begins to align us and connect us with the people that will get us uh, from point A to point B in a better position, right? So if we recognize that the protection of wisdom is like the protection of bands and the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it or her who has it, he or she, right? So in essence, wisdom is advantageous to whoever employs it, whoever imparts it, whoever houses it whoever uh, nourishes it, uh, whoever uh, really understands the power of what wisdom holds, power uh, to make a good decision in a bad situation, right? And so I'm, I'm going to kind of frame the discussion this morning um, around the reality that we've kind of been backed up. We've kind of been reset yet again, which means that the lesson has not yet been learned. It means that um, chances are uh, some folks who had the ability to make the best of a bad situation or what could appear to be a bad situation the first time um, didn't necessarily get it and have um, ultimately 
position themselves in situations where perhaps they've been exposed to some things that have been costly. And and so my grandmother would say it like this. Sometimes you experience a setback. Uh, when when I was a, a young girl, when I was a, 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 I'll say, I won't say a young girl, a young woman, uh, and I had my first child, uh, my mother and my grandmother were emphatic that they were, I mean, determined for me to stay in the house, honey. You couldn't just have a baby and go to the mall like the young ladies do today. You had to have a seat. You had to sip. You had to shelter in place for at least 30 days, child, or it was going to be a whole entire problem. You had to uh, kind of learn how to relax and and uh, allow your body to heal, allow your mind to heal, because the reality is after childbirth, there are so many different hormones and things that are completely out of whack. There is a need for a realignment. And I, I feel like... Um, even based on what the word says, the earth is pregnant. We are in travail. There are some things that are being birthed as of right now. And uh, I know that it looks kind of odd. know that it's probably extremely uncomfortable for people who are not accustomed to having several seats on the same couch. But the truth is uh, that we pregnant, y'all, borderline. <laughs> And for some of us, some of us have given birth and we are in the recovery or recuperation stage. Some of us uh, are in our third trimester and God is uh, allowing you to contract and be uncomfortable and to not sleep and to lean from side to side, trying to find just that right fit in spaces that are unfamiliar with something on the inside growing deep down inside of you. And I promise I'm going to tie all this up. Holy Ghost, you are so something else. I love these like uh, instant downloads. I can't even explain them, but <laughs> nevertheless, I digress and I am grateful that you chose to do it in me. Hallelujah. And so again, we, we're going to start at that Ecclesiastes just to do the framework. Uh, my mother uh, would, would say uh, something to me that Today, uh, I carry, I use, I get, I understand. Uh, wisdom has set into the words and the words have become part of the life that I live in today's climate. Not just today, but every day. I'm pretty matter of fact. Mute your line for me, whoever that is, please. And thank you. And it reminded me this morning as I was preparing uh, to finalize uh, my share and my notes of Jeremiah, the 29th chapter. Jeremiah, the 29th chapter. And I'm just going to run through the fourth verse of this. And again, I promise I'll tie all this stuff up in just a moment. And it says this. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what you produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Uh, 
Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Check this. Increase in number there. Don't decrease. Also seek peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you in to exile. Pray to the Lord because if it prospers, you prosper too. Exile. We're talking about exile here. We're talking about uh, given stages and states and given atmospheres and given understandings and given interpretations. It's all a matter of perspective, right? It's a matter of how we perceive a thing that we allow uh, God to use things to systematically change us so that we can impact everything we encounter. Somebody still needs to mute their line for me. And so this morning, I want you to consider your expectations. And if you missed uh, that, that's Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, the fourth through round about the eighth verse. Now, I want to give you a, a scriptural context in which to put this. So, so that you can tie the ends together, understanding and knowing that if we believe the gospel that says Romans 8 uh, and 28, that all things are working together for our good, then we recognize that when atmospheres and climates change or shift or uh, become different than what we are, as grandma would say, a customer to, you, you find your solace in knowing that there is already a pre-planned end, according to Psalms 139.16. You already gather or surmise that at the end of that journey, at the end of that path, at the end of that process, you are in a situation that is better than the one you started in, even if it gets worse before it gets better. Now, for some folks in this shelter in place season, in this season and or era where we have absolutely no control over situations and circumstances, hey, mom, they're all a part of a life. Um, we understand that no matter what happens, if we are in the middle of the wisdom of God, which is for manifested in day after day of living, then we get that no matter what, we always triumph. If we understand that we are in the full manifold power of God, it means that every single obstacle that we face, everything that we encounter, everything that we endure is making something happen on the inside of us that's necessary for our journey, according to that original text that I read in Ephesians, right? So we understand that wisdom is bread. Wisdom is coins. Wisdom is like change. Wisdom is like an inheritance, right? It's It benefits those who see it, who use it. It is a shelter. It is a covering. So I'm going to give you uh, one of my, my, well, 
I don't really have a Bible story that's not kind of my favorite because they all kind of gangster. If you ask me, they are extremely interesting and can help you put things into context in such a way that you live your life different than uh, somebody who lives without or lacks wisdom. Right. So so get this Genesis, the 39th chapter. And you can read the chapter in its entirety, but I just want to give you a couple of quick verses that show that Joseph, though put in a pit, though sold into captivity, though uh, falsely accused, though mishandled by those that were called and created to care for him, though he had every horrible experience that one could consider. Wisdom will make you make the best of a bad situation or what appears to be bad. And the reality was that all of the mishandling that Joseph experienced, everything that he suffered at the hands of those that were created to care for him, everything that he dealt with as a reality and what would have been gruesome to many. Some may have killed themselves. Some may have physically gotten ill because they couldn't get over the fact that this is my current situation. You may uh, have dealt with some things that really have you on the edge. Joseph was real bossy. And and we had this conversation last week, but I want to give you what the benefit was and how it then became shelter, right? So Joseph could have bucked. He could have rebelled. He could have become bitter. He could have become frustrated. He could have become ornery and uh, rude and disrespectful, but instead he employed the gift of wisdom. I have a feeling that the spirit of wisdom lived and dwelled on the inside of him in such a way that no matter what happened, no matter what transpired, Joseph had the power to stay the course. He allowed himself um, to be handled by the power of God as opposed to use his own wisdom. He could have made a plethora of decisions that would have cost him or potentially cost him his life, right? Now, more than anything, what I've learned about wisdom is wisdom will not allow your ego to overthrow the wisdom of God that's on the inside of you, right? Joseph is probably one of the greatest examples. Now get this, Joseph being the second man in charge, Joseph being the man next to the man, yet having more power than most, could have made a decision to sleep with Potiphar's wife, right? He could have got away with it. It it could have been cool for him, (laughs) technically. But Joseph instead employed the wisdom of God and said, no, because right now I kind of got it good, right? Joseph, even in exile, even as a slave, even as a quote unquote servant, uh, put him in a position as that exiled servant to have every single one of his needs met. Everything he needed was under the roof of his captor. 
from clothing to shelter. The, the Bible says that all he had to worry about is what I'm going to eat today. <laughs> In other words, I get to pick. I get to choose, right? And so now in that instance, get this. I, I'm going to run you over to um, 1 Samuel, the 19th chapter. I, I just wanted to reiterate that that whole Joseph idea and the reality that uh, wisdom borderline cashed him out. Now, here in First Samuel, the nineteenth chapter, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to the ninth verse. It says, "But an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand." Keeping in mind that the backstory is Saul is super frustrated because of the song that the people chanted. Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands, right? And so uh, even though Saul's anger burned toward David and David was up, David was aware, he was clear, he wasn't tripping. He was like, yeah, yeah, I know it kind of goes with this because I'm a bit bossy. Right. I'm, I'm kind of this is what I was created to do. And I get it right. David was clear about his assignment. David still used every single gift. He didn't hold back anything that he was, anything that he had. And he used wisdom in employing all of that. So now David's playing his liar and Saul tried to kill him. He tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him as Saul drove his spear into the wall. That night, David made good his escape. And then Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning. But get this, wisdom will create opportunities for allies. So Michael, uh, Michael David's wife, warned him. Listen, if you don't run for your life tonight, tomorrow is a wrap. They're going to kill you. So Michael let David down through the window and he fled and escaped. And then uh, Michael took an idol and laid it on the bed, covering it with a garment and putting some goat's hair at the head. When Saul sent the men to capture David, Michael said, uh, he's sick. Right. So it wasn't just David that was bright, but even his bride had a level of wisdom to maintain the strength and the safety of her husband, of her dude. Right. So here we are now. Then Saul sent the men back to see David and told them, bring him up to me in his bed so I can kill him. But when the men entered, there was an idol in the bed that had a head and some goat's hair. And uh, Saul said to Michael, why did you trick me? I, I didn't trick you. I used some wisdom. I needed to give my man some time to bounce. I needed to give him some space and some room to get away. I had to make sure that for at least a moment you were distracted or deterred or you had moved away from the reality that you were going to kill him. See, wisdom will begin to open doors for you that no man can. Wisdom will tell you when it's time to hold them and when it's time to fold them. Now, get this. David clearly could have killed Saul. David clearly could have taken things in his own hands, but David had a greater revelation of his purpose. 
David had a greater understanding of the end thereof, right? And so instead of him using his ego, knowing that he absolutely positively could have killed Saul on, on several occasions, he let Saul know, dude, I could have killed you in the night. I could have killed you while you was in there using the restroom, but I let you be, I let you live. I let you move around, but there's wisdom will make you honor somebody that's technically trying to kill you. Wisdom will give you the governance not to allow your heart to be brutally offended to the point of not being able to heal, holding people hostage to history, holding people hostage, even to the posture of their heart. Wisdom will make you say this. It ain't personal. None of it is personal. Wisdom will slay the spirit of offense and have you walking in a place of freedom and liberty that you didn't even know existed. Wisdom will realign your thought process and change your perspective and give you a better view of what is real and what is not. Wisdom will make you rethink some things that to other people may seem illogical, to other people may seem a little hard or testy or trying. Wisdom will make you follow uh, the wisdom of God without explaining yourself and expecting people to understand because the reality is the wisdom of God is not like the wisdom of this world. Let me give you another example. So we all know the story of Ruth and Naomi and Orpah. We know uh, what happened. We know that Ruth made an active decision to defy what looked normal, to do something that opposed what would be most people's reality, right? Keeping in mind that Naomi had nothing to offer her aesthetically, visually. From the external view, it would seem that Naomi's bosom was empty. Get this. Wisdom will help you see past someone's bitterness into their brokenness and be part of their restoration. Mm -hmm. Some people might call that codependent, um, but I believe that when things are done in the manifold wisdom of God, they don't work like the world system. And, and I, I want to paint this picture for you because a lot of times we get concerned and overwhelmed with the cares of the world because we're accustomed, or as grandma would say, accustomed to uh, the world system being the only thing or the only way that we can live and or exist. But the reality is that 99.99% of the time, kingdom living, kingdom persuasion, coming from a, a, a royal kingdom and not knowing your heritage or not knowing the customs of the world will cost you everything. Ruth was sharp, though right? R Ruth was quick with it. Ruth had an understanding that most uh, uh, people don't necessarily have. Her tragedy uh, pushed her right into her triumph. Her trying time taught her to uh, sit in the care of somebody that understood things 
greater than her, that knew things better than her. And, and she overlooked her current state because, of course, at that moment uh, in Ruth, the first chapter, I'm not going to read it because it'll take up a bunch of time. But I want you to go back and, and just uh, kind of as we used to say back in the day, peep game. Ru Naomi, uh, from what it looked like, couldn't really help her. But there was something down on the inside of Ruth that understood there were several things that went with this position, right? Uh, and I'm going to start at the third. Well, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit because I want to I want to get you to get this so that you can get over some of what you see in order to get into all of what God sees. Let me say that again. I want you to get over some of what you see so that you can get into everything that God sees, according to Psalms 139, 16. Now, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other one named Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Melon and Kilion also died. And Naomi was left without her sons or her husband. So now here, every single thing that she had depended on, everything she took pride in, everything she had served for many, many years was gone, right? And so when Naomi heard in the Mo in the Moab in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. Those two, it says, then Naomi said to her, uh, go back each of you to your mother's homes. May the Lord show you kindness. She gave them the blessing to escape uh, what looked like a grim or gruesome situation, kind of like some of the things that we deal with. But get this. Then she kissed them goodbye and she wept aloud and said to her, we will go back with you to your people. And Naomi was like, no, no, no. Go home. Why would you come with me? I don't have anything to offer you. I'm going to have, uh, look, am I going to have some more sons that eventually could become your husband? Listen, there'll be little babies. Go away. Beat it. Amscray. Get out of here. Right? And so Naomi is absolutely recommending that they do what would appear to be normal. Can I tell y'all something? Sometimes you got to do what looks absolutely ridiculous in the eyes of standard understanding of, of the knowledge or the insight or the understanding or interpretation of the world. Ask me how I know. I am always in a situation where what happens in my life doesn't add up. What happens in my life doesn't always appear to make sense to me. It is not the knowledge of Dion that's important. It is the understanding that Romans 8 and 28 is a working principle. Wisdom in and of itself is a working principle. And when you employ it, remember we started with the declaration according to Ecclesiastes 7 uh, and 12. It says wisdom is shelter and as money is shelter. Wisdom is gain. Wisdom is provision. Wisdom is something that works collectively to keep you safe and secure from all around, even when you can't see it. But get this, Ruth was so sharp 
She knew that there was more left in Naomi. And I, I want to encourage somebody today. There's somebody around you. Thank you, Holy Ghost, that you have discounted to old or useless. I need you to get this. I need you to be like a sponge because sometimes things are not what they appear to be. And even though Naomi gave the appearance of bitter and frustrated and broken and hurt, Naomi uh, still had more to give, and Ruth was aware of it, right? So now after Naomi scrams her off and tells her to beat it and tells her, don't trip, you know, it's fine. I have nothing left for you. But Ruth said this, the, the word says that she clung to her. She hold, held closely to her. She wrapped herself around what was left of Naomi in an effort to glean. And what ended up happening as I'm not going to read the entire story, but we know the end result was that Ruth got the game that she needed to become the wife that she needed to be for the great man of God that was waiting for her in a place that technically she didn't belong. Right? Sometimes God's going to open doors for you where it appears that you don't belong. I came to tell you this morning, uh, make the best of a bad situation. You belong in the room. It is predestined, pre-ordered, preeminent. It is necessary for you to be in a place that looks strange. How can we sing when we're in a strange land? Listen, honey, you know, like I know, you will take this here word, this Jeremiah, and make a, a build in places of exile, build in places of captivity. Right now, we are sitting in the greatest revolution of our world. Ruth had a revolution on the day she made a decision to employ wisdom. Ruth made an active decision to employ wisdom in such a way that it didn't just provide for her. It didn't just provide for Naomi, but it changed the culture and it broke some rules and traditions. I mean, Boaz had to go through all kinds of this, that, and the other. Uh, she was not, con or he was not considered the next in line. There were so many different left turns and right turns. And I'm here to tell you a lot of times the way to purpose and promise is not a straight street. Like period. Uh, sometimes you got to take the, the back roads and you got to take the uh, side swipes. You got to be prepared for whatever happens on that travel right? You can't be afraid of what looks like it could be an obstacle. You can't be intimidated by what looks like uh, could appear to be rejection. See, because Ruth could have been a wah-wah, right? She could have been, man, she don't want me to go. And she could have got in her feelings right up and through here. You ain't got time for no feelings. Right up in here, Joseph demonstrated it after being mistreated, mishandled, misused, lied on, scandalized, all of the stuff. Joseph employed uh, wisdom in not getting in his feelings that I'm feeling some kind of way. See, that doesn't work when you are making the best of a bad situation. The truth is life is going to happen. And uh, I have a feeling that both Ruth, Joseph and David all made active decisions to grieve what they lost in an effort to move forward. I want to remind somebody that sometimes what you thought things would be is not what it ends up being, period. It's just, it is what it is, right? 
uh, one of the, the most detrimental things we can ever do societally, emotionally, financially, physically, mentally, uh, on any level is make a decision that's based on your emotions. Your emotions will make a complete idiot out of you if you allow them. Right. And so so as we are, again, quote unquote, supposedly sheltered in place. Now, I, I went outside yesterday to get some essential things and looked around and realized that, well, it doesn't look like it did the first time. Looks like the, the streets are a little bit fuller. There's a whole bunch more going on than it had been in times past. Uh, but I want to encourage you. Take this season of quiet like for real, for real, and begin to ask very specific questions. I, I don't know about any of you, but in this season, I, I literally sat outside yesterday and said to myself, I can't believe the amount of peace I'm standing in. It's kind of confusing. I borderline feel bad. <laughs> you know how you looking around waiting for the next awful thing to happen because things are just going a little too smooth? And it's not like everything is everything. I still have situations. I still have circumstances. But I understand that God has a much greater plan than what it is that we had in mind. Right? Here is a time and a space to look at what could potentially be the worst season in some people's lives. And take into consideration that chances are it is a realigning of your purpose. It is the, the entire world has been infected. And I'm not talking about Corona. I'm talking about with emotionalism and uh, their own wisdom and the customs and traditions of a world from which they are not from, which they should not even exist in that reality. It is time for us to rethink some things. I, I can see Ruth's face as she made a decision and a declaration. Naomi, look, check this out. I understand that you don't have anything to offer me, but I need you to be clear that you do. There are some things down on the inside of you that I absolutely need to be greater. There are some ways that I watched you manage your household and your family. There are some things that I understood about your womanhood that uh, obviously my mama didn't teach me. I need what you got. And I know you would prefer that I go away. And I know that it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense that I rock with you, but I rock with you. Right up and through here, I want you to take a look at the people around you. I want you to begin to visit the idea of those that are close to you. I also want you to pay attention of the people that you've lost along this journey, because whether or not you know it, Corona has had casualties relationally. Folks you used to talk to all the time, you don't talk to them no more. Relationships that used to be prioritized that hadn't necessarily earned that position, uh, they've all of a sudden been loosed and dispatched. If you pay attention to the climate of the now, uh, what you'll learn how to do is make the best of a bad situation. If you thought that perhaps your career path was set and that things were steady as you go and you look around and uh, realize that that company no longer 
longer uh, can sustain you. But didn't we say earlier on in Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter, the 12th verse, wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter. If you got wisdom, you got bands. Some things you don't have to worry about as God begins to realign you and reestablish you. This time it will be established. It won't just be a, a basic a onesie twosie and you go through the functionality of the day. Remember that job you used to complain about any old way? The one you hated, the one you talked about where your manager got on every single nerve that you had. Guess what? You don't have to be there anymore. The reality is that some people are thriving more in this season than they've done in years and years. And to top it all off, you were gifted with a sabbatical. You had the opportunity to sit down, sit back, release, regroup, reestablish, reassign, and begin to even understand you. You got to stand in the mirror and look at your flaws and your brokenness and start to work on this and chip away at that. And hopefully uh, one or two good books may have fallen in your lap. You may have joined a, a support group or a Bible study or something that you would not otherwise quote unquote, had time to because it wasn't a priority. But isn't it something that God will take what we consider uh, a commodity, what we take for granted each and every day and fool around and give us time? It's amazing how God will use people to give you time back. Ruth gave Naomi time back. Ruth blew something into Naomi that she didn't have. And Naomi exchanged it with what she had gotten along her journey. I, I, I hope that something that I said uh, encouraged you uh, to remember that we always have the power and wisdom gives us the power to make the best of every bad situation we face, every discomfort, every frustrating place, every place of error, every place of transition, every place of purpose and promise is established out of a uncomfortable place. I need you to be clear right now. There, there are some things that are happening in the heavens. There are some things that are happening down on the inside of you that you can't explain. There are some unrest, some uneasiness, some things that you know you're responsible for. And if you sit still with the expectation of wisdom equaling bread, <laughs> wisdom equaling dough, one of the things that I've learned and I'm going to give you this gift as I close. Sometimes we don't get the right answers because we don't ask the right questions. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes we don't get the right answers because we don't ask the right questions. Right? The example that Ruth set um, in a place that could have been called rejection in a place that could have been called abandonment, in a place that could have been called getting caught up in her feelings. You know how we say uh, so simply, I'm feeling some kind of way because Naomi felt like she didn't have anything to offer, anything to give that young lady. 
it became the best decision she ever made because she didn't allow herself to be emotional uh, about a momentary something, right? If we take into consideration, right, uh, that sometimes God will realign things, restructure things, uh, separate us from things. Listen, don't fight it. Grieve it and move along. Right? Grieve it and let it go. Don't allow your feelings to rob you of your future. If you're uncomfortable, find the place that causes the most pain. Press in right there. If you're struggling with a thing, look that joker right in the eye and be like, all right, last tango, let's do this. What, what we doing? And begin to ask God to peel back the layers. Joseph set a solid, firm example of what it looked like uh, to allow the things of life, the cares of life, the struggles of life, the overlooks, the mishandling, all of the different things that he experienced. He demonstrated what it looked like for wisdom to become bread, for forgiveness to become his portion. Right. Because at the end of the day, all of his struggle, all of his suffering, all of his discomfort, every single thing lended to saving a nation. What nation are you created to save, man? Stop reducing it to your little stuff and your little thought process. Perspective is everything. Press in. Move on and learn how to make the best of a bad situation so that wisdom too will become your bread. Amen and amen. I pray uh, that again, something I said was helpful. Uh, this is the moment that we take to say good morning and just do our quick hollers. Happy Wednesday again. Hello, is there anybody who joined the call a little late? Didn't get a chance to say, hey. What up, though? Good morning, Good morning Diane. Darlene. Have a wonderful day. God bless you all. Amen. Hey, Diane. Hey, Darlene. Great morning. Good morning, Denise. Great morning. declaration. Good morning. It's sunshine. Hi, sunshine. Welcome. Great to hear your voice. Thank you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You, you is anointed. You is blessed and you done heard from heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what up, Ken? What up, though? <laughs> that was Dee, y'all. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Hey, Kedra girl. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Shonda. Hey, Ooh, she did it again. <laughs> Glory to God. Good morning. This is Leomia. I love you. Hey, Leolia. I love you back. How about that? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> you have a great one. You too. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Arletha Renee. Hey, Bubbly again. And I heard I heard some fellas. Who else did I hear? Good morning. This is Mark. Uh, that was a great word. I really enjoyed it. 
Amen. Well, welcome, Mark. Is this your first time calling in? Marvin, yes. Oh, Marvin. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome. We're honored to have you. There are lots more fellas on the line. Hopefully, they'll greet you in just a second. Thank you so much for joining us. And we always say, keep coming back. Thank you. Amen. Any fellas that'll greet him? Some of them are at work. Brother Jeff, get off mute. Good morning, Brother Marvin. This is Brother Michael. Amen. Hey, Brother Michael. Well, hey. Join us every, every day. I'm on at 6 a.m. Amen. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Great word today. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, kind sir. Good morning. This is Tara. I just wanted to say that was a powerful word. I woke up late, and but I knew to call, and you spoke to my heart, and I'm going to be doing some studying today. I already pulled up Jeremiah on my phone, and after we get off, I'm going to start reading, and I just want to thank you. Amen. Amen. God be praised, Tara. Good morning, Dion. Good morning. Who's this that? This is Tracy. Hi, Tracy, girl. Good Hi, I just want... I just wanted to say thank you so much, and I just have to go on mute and let that marinate. That's it. <laughs> Amen. Good stuff. Good morning. I have Good morning, Portia. Hello? Uh, I, I hear you, Mona. Good morning. Hey, sis, all I got to say is you woke up that power and authority today. Amen. On the real note, you woke that up like and then my sister Kat already been speaking on it, but I heard it. You walk it up. Definitely, me. Walk in the power and authority that we have. Thank you. I love you, sis. You walk it up this morning for sure. I, I love you. Hi, Pastor Dion. This is Prosperous Pam. Wonderful word today. Hey, Pammy. Great morning. Great morning. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> good morning, beautiful. I love you. Have a good day. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Beth. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is Barbara Elsa Bronte. Awesome hey. words. Amen. God be praised. Good morning, Radical. It's nourishing. Hey, nourishing. Hey, Sonia. Happy Wednesday. Lit, lit, lit. Lit, lit, lit. <laughs> Anybody else before we go into the discussion? Good morning, Dion. Good morning, Vicky family. God bless hey, you. Good morning, hello. Thank you. Hey, girl. Hey, Glower. Dion, did you say Amstray? Okay, I'm going to go on mute. I'm being mad. <laughs> that's, that's that old uh, Southside Amstray. Beat it. Uh-uh, did it. Good morning, Portia. Uh-uh, did it. What she said? Wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. All that crying. Honey, shut up. Good morning. Else? This is Danielle. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Great declaration. Thank you. Amen. God be praised. Thank you, sis. Amen. Well, we'll go ahead and, and start our chit chat. 
before I say anything, anybody have any questions, comments, commentary, any any input you'd like to give this morning? Talk about that piece. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said, let's just talk about that piece where you said just sit right outside and that piece that, and I get it, sis, I'm right there too. No matter what else is going on around me, that piece that just don't make no kind of sense, thank you, sis. Almost feel weird. (laughs) You almost feel guilty for being chill. Like, okay, nothing to do but what I've been doing, huh? All right. Well, pray. My my light's on. I've got a little water. Hallelujah. You got a little coffee and some creamer? Come on. It's turn up time. <laughs> Anybody else? Um, I'll comment. It's Chrisonda. Um, a couple of things you said. Uh, so certainly, I think the unusual piece has been humorous to me as well. Like, really? Um but also, I think I did a little side eye when you said reset because we have to think that we have to learn. But I think it was helpful when you got to Joseph and talking about, you know, just how we have to just, um, just use wisdom as he was going through his process and all of his challenges, how wisdom had helped him to sit in the big house. Um, there were several things you said. Um, and it came up even last night about asking the right questions. So there was a lot of good um, nuggets for me this morning. Um, thank you. And God bless you, sister. Amen. Amen. And that I think, um, Krishanda, more than anything, um, and, and I need y'all to be real clear. I was going in a whole different direction. And then the Holy Spirit just started going, choo, choo. I love when he does that, though. It'd be dope because I'm not the boss of it. <laughs> It's kind of, it's kind of fly. And I learn a lot more when he does it like that. Um, I have so been in a season of learning how to ask the right questions. You know how you, you have an experience, then it repeats itself. And you're like, okay, what didn't I do? What did I miss in this loop? What didn't I see? And a lot of times we think avoidance is the solution. Stop it, stop it. God. Right? And and so what I'm learning is the longer we avoid um, dealing with something, the longer we stay in that cycle. And so I've just been kind of like dealing with stuff. I had a situation last week and... So this is my, my confession for the day. So I'm a flasher, right? So that's, I have to always work on not flashing, right? That, that, was my, that was my thing. That's, you know, when you let your emotions make a fool out of you, um, from kids to somebody say something off, you know, a lot of, a lot of that is just behavioral um, and, and our own defense. And when I consider Joseph, an old girl, you know, lying on him, he he could have went on head and, you know, because she kept, she was on his head, <laughs> right? She she wouldn't let up. She wouldn't stop it. She was on him. And the reality is he could have made it work to his advantage for a moment, for a season. But we know that the end thereof is always 
um, yeah, do, doesn't work out like that. The end, <laughs> end always turns into something else. But he could have allowed his emotions. He could have allowed his humanity. He could have allowed his needs to override the wisdom that was employed to help govern him. And he could have contested when he went to Continent. I didn't do nothing to your bro at all. And yes, I said that on a whole prayer call. And right? So us asking, <laughs> us asking the right questions at the right time for the right reasons is always going to be our greatest help. Amen. Anybody else have anything? Good morning. Um, this is Sister Alicia. And, um, you know, I just appreciate your boldness, Dion. I mean, you know, it just cracks me up because to be a Christian in today's day, you're going to have to be bold. You cannot be timid and, you know, walking around scared because life show up. You know, and what I really appreciated about your declaration when you were talking about, you know, sometimes we feel uneasy, you know, and that's when we really need to call on wisdom. And that's what's going on for me. I have the greatest blessings happening for me right now, but I'm uneasy because I have to do a lot of work in order to attain it, you know, and so all I can do is call on God's wisdom and listen to declarations like this and you know, other powerful Christians to to keep my um to keep me going so I can stay strong and stay bold, you know, because it's tough in the midst of all this stuff that's going on. You know, and so I'm just grateful for your boldness. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Okay. So let me let me tell you what I see while you're talking and, and I try to dismiss it but it uh it's still before me. I see somebody stuffing things in like your backpack. So the translation that uh that I'm I'm getting just in download is the hard work is a series of new skills that you will need for your new deployment. But you have to get to a place where that part isn't considered difficult anymore. Mm. Okay. So you, you just you just in the training phase. If you take advantage of the the new things that they're trying to get you to do, things that you are not normally your skill set. Mm-hmm. They're not normally in your in your job description or your job title. Don't don't buck against it. Take the new gifts. That's all. Okay. Okay. Well thank you for that. I appreciate it. Hey man, no problem. Anybody else? Good morning, Pastor Dion. It's Prosperous Pam here. That was a wonderful word today. I keep getting, um, and you confirmed it again when you were just talking to Alicia about um, when you get uncomfortable, that's the time to press in. I keep getting that, and I have a funny um, example of, first of all, I'm, I, I feel like I'm being blessed because I have pushed in. And God is giving me that peace. So I, I can feel, I, I'm, I'm just so thankful for that. Um, but just uh, as a side note, you know, my back started hurting a couple of days ago and it wouldn't go away. And 
again, with the shelter in place, I'm just not as active as I used to be. And so, but I've been like where I've worked out in the past. So I've gone, I've done the physical therapy thing. And the thing I've learned about physical therapy is typically if something hurts, that's the muscle that you want to train, you want to work it. And it, it seems weird, you know, if my back is hurting, you know, to work that thing out. But I got it reminding me of that. And so mm-hmm. I started standing all day, <laughs> you know, just working because I work anyway from um, home, thankfully. And I just started standing all day, holding my abs in, holding. And it sounds like weird, but I'm in, like really kind of aware of my posture and really working that core. So my back, do you know my back does not hurt anymore? So it, and it, it only took a couple of days. I mean, just standing in front of my computer instead of sitting down. I'm just saying all that to say, I'm just relating that to the part about pressing in when it hurts or it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but then after a while, you'll get on through that mm-hmm. with the Very Lord. Good. Very good. Very good. Great interpretation and facts. And facts. Amen. Good stuff. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. This is Gloria. Hey, Gloria. So, hey, hey. So uh, I really appreciate the declaration this morning. And I know I told you before that I was going, um, I'm doing leader school with Matthew Stevenson, mm-hmm. with Apostle Stevenson. So a part yeah. of that is is identifying um, your strengths as well as your weaknesses and then sparring with a partner. So in the midst of it, some of the things, some of my, coping techniques that I had to avoid interactions that I want, I didn't want to, <laughs> or it was mm-hmm. easy for me to avoid around. Um, when, when somebody sits you, sets you straight in your face, straight in your face or rather in my ear, cause we were on zoom, um, and says, no, <laughs> you probably do this cause of that. And, <laughs> and you have to go back and examine that thing. You know, all I could tell God is thank you for pushing me into all of the things that he's been doing for me and with me and confronting in the shelter in place because Mm -hmm. I have been growing and I've been blessed and I've been dealing with uh, or looking at some things that I didn't really even realize, you know, it was just normal for me, but it wasn't normal for the real me. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your love and your, your tenacity for us as a ministry and and just pushing us and encouraging us to keep pushing forward keep on moving don't stop just keep going so i really appreciate you thank you amen amen god be praised and thank you for that hey good morning uh diana dv family this is kedra and i'm gonna be real brief um in saying this um, what I've learned, not just from the declaration, but from life experience, you know, you said like wisdom is like coins. You understand what I mean? You don't, and this is from a life experience. You don't have your coins and go to the hood and try and buy everybody ice cream off the ice cream truck because you got to get wisdom. Um, is I don't want to paraphrase it, but it's somewhere in the Bible where it says you get wisdom. A fool, you get wisdom, you keep getting it, but a fool has no understanding. And I'm going to look it up. I'm going to do my homework. But it's like, you don't, what I'm trying to say is you don't get the wisdom and 
go try and, and go try and give it, you know, give what you know or what you just got until you keep getting it until you're in position to give it back. So um the hood version and, and the way that helps me understand is you don't get your coins and go to the hood and try and buy everybody ice cream off the ice cream truck. You just gotta keep getting them coins until you're in position to afford to buy everybody ice cream. But uh, yeah. I thank God for you. I thank God for your declaration. I thank God for your privilege. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, Ketra. Stay out the hood with your ice cream coin. <laughs> hey, man. Anybody else? Y'all know we ain't got to be no dead horse. Amen. Well, y'all listen. Hi. I'll get you. Oh, go ahead. My name is Lisa, and uh, I'm Lisa the call. <laughs> you had you had made me mad. I was riding, and I couldn't even take no notes. I hate that I'm driving, and I want to. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, let me write that down. I can't write nothing down while you're driving into work. That was phenomenal. Thank you. So much. I so appreciate it. You know how it is when we prompted to think about other things and we hear something and the Holy Spirit just start clicking and start bringing stuff back to our remembrance. It's amazing. You talked about like everybody, even with this month, even with just the topic, um, you were talking about how they didn't allow the grief of what they went through because they all went through something, Naomi, David, and um, Joseph, but they didn't allow that to block them from getting the purpose. And they didn't allow it to stop or abort the plan that God had for their lives. Guess what? God's plan is going to prevail with or without us. And I'd just rather it be with me because he's already got me ridden in. So I just might as well follow along. That's all of us. And they could have all done something different. I mean, especially Ruth. She could have ended up not being in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. So imagine that. So I was thinking while you were talking about wisdom being the principal thing, right? And then I started thinking yeah. about, well, what are principles? Principles are like the key, the first. Above all else, you got to take care of that first. And so I'm looking at the three people you named, right? And they all operated out of principle. They honored, like Naomi honored Ruth. Yeah. Dave yes. honored Paul, right? And then Joseph honored his God and Potiphar. Listen, they, they honor. The principle of honor first. Because listen, That's he said, touch not my do my prophet no harm. That was David. He would not kill Saul. He would not hurt Saul. He continued because he knew that God had chosen him initially and had anointed him as king. So he wasn't getting in God's way. He knew that God had anointed now him to take Saul's place, but he didn't go and usurp and get in the way and try to make it happen just because he was told. Yeah. He knew along the he was going to be king. Oh, and he could have though. Listen, it's when you can and you don't that you win. Don't. That's right. And even with Naomi, honoring your mother and your father that your days might be long on this earth. She honored um, um, Naomi, in spite of Naomi being bitter. I love how you brought that out, how you have to be long-suffering with people, even in the midst of their mess, because that's not where they shall end up. And God might just want to use us to help bring them out. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. I love you. Great declaration. I love you more. What about that? Hmm. Nina, Nina. <laughs> uh, amen. Amen. Anybody else? 
Well then, hunty child, listen, I'm gonna give you back some of your some of your time for the day for you to take an opportunity to get some wisdom. Uh, it's a great day to get in your word and to prepare yourself for the goings on of the day. Uh, don't don't buck the shelter in place, right? Don't be frustrated uh, because you have to sit still. Begin to ask the right questions so that you can have the appointed outcome in a timely fashion. It's absolutely that season. In all thy getting, get wisdom. After that, get understanding. Amen. 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 With that being said, um, we will meet right back here at 5 p.m. just for a really quick check-in, um, just on the heels of our uh, fast for the day in preparation that God would take us to a higher place. I'm I'm ready to get wherever he got me to go, whatever I got to let go of. Jesus, just give me the self-discipline to move along and to grieve stuff effectively. Amen. 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 All right, guys, we'll go grow. Uh, be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. Move along, honey. Get you some wisdom. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory.